You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. People are going to listen to the first 20 seconds and be like, nope, this sucks. <laughs> Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans. Hi, fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight, we are talking about a fucking tie. And why not? It's episode one, one, one. We're going to talk about a fucking tie because in 2020, that's still something that happens in professional football for some reason. So, let's bring in the buddy from another muddy, the OG Alagon Pound. Mr. Wrong Elijah. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> At Wrong Elijah. Elijah Arnold. Hello, sir. Hello, welcome. I had some breadsticks today, and it was delicious. At the Knox says on the Twitter bird, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox, how you doing? Eh, things could be better, you could say. <laughs> sound a little sick. I may not be, but someone else might be. Hmm. Elijah, what do you think? What is he talking about? Oh my god, he's talking about the guys um that are sick. <laughs> Let's kick it off with Steve's Vikings. Because played a game against Tennessee Titans. Which isn't even the biggest story. The biggest story is post game. We have was it three Titans, five staff members, all test positive for COVID. That is correct. No, bueno. no Vikings tested positive so far, right? I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, that was the report that I read that there were no positive tests, which is incredible. <laughs> I don't. I mean. I I can go back and look and find the names of the guys that the Titans put on, you know, the IR slash COVID list or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny how they made like a huge deal about, well, we're not going to announce like if somebody actually has it when we put them on the list. And then they announced that three guys tested <laughs> positive for it. And then randomly defensive tackle, uh, Daquan Jones, long snapper Bo Brinkley, and tight end Tommy Hudson are all put on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. You literally just made up every one of those names. <laughs> so I haven't gone back to look to see, you know, who, if any of these guys, you know, played a lot of time. I would imagine the long snapper probably did. Yep. But I don't exactly roster two of those. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if you're looking for a way to try and make Minnesota weaker up front, you might as well have a couple linemen <laughs> give them COVID. That'll that'll get the job done. 
But it appears as though um, Tennessee's facilities will be shut down. They will not be allowed to go back in there until Saturday. That's crazy. You're not allowed in your facility, and as of right now, you're expected to go play a game on Sunday? That seems a little... Wasn't that the same... Little with nuts. the Vikings? The Vikings, the Vikings are, shut down? are shut down for 48 hours right now. Uh, I would imagine if everything comes back, all the tests come back, nobody's showing any signs of anything, then after 48 hours, which, I mean, today's the day off for the players anyway. Um, you know, there were some people that were at the facility today. They're either getting treatment, working out, what have you. Uh, they were... They were given like an hour's notice to get out of the building and won't be allowed back for 48 hours. So that's what they're going with right now. You know, it's a, I think for both of these teams, if they're going to go on with the games, it does seem a little unfair. One team gets to practice while the other team can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we talked. I felt about this before the season even started, though. That if someone got hit, it wasn't going to be about fairness. It wasn't going to be about what team got to do more. It was going to be, this is this is what you're dealt with. You have to go play the game. And if you're going to try to have an NFL season, that's what's going to happen. Uh, you, you've seen in other sports where uh, longstanding, you know, things that are usually fair and, and, and made equal and everything just, just don't just don't end up that way so if you want to keep this schedule on track you can't do double headers in the nfl you can't really cancel games uh and then make them up should do double headers pussies so (laughs) first off that'd be amazing but they won't so it's not going to be about what's fair you can't game plan i'm sorry you gotta go try to play anyway because you shouldn't have gotten covid that's it it's and, not, it's not fair but it's what it's going to happen or your team gets done. screwed over because the other team wasn't responsible yes that's correct yeah yes. uh, uh goodell sent out a a memo to the the league talking about this and saying they've reviewed contact tracing to identify any close contacts of the players and staff who tested positive have isolated those individuals and each will receive additional testing They've also contacted the game officials and others who worked at Sunday's game in Minnesota will do follow-up testing and uh, monitoring for those individuals. Also, that referee staff, Cleet Cleet Blakeman's staff, will not be refereeing this weekend. They always have have one crew on a bye every week, so this is their bye week. And um, they said, we will suspend in-person activities in both Tennessee and Minnesota the team Tennessee played last week. Pending further developments, thus far there have been no positive tests or reports of symptoms among Minnesota players or staff. Let's hope it stays that way. Yep, uh, this is a big first big test for him. <laughs> so let's hope they handle it better than Major League Baseball did. But as far as like, you know, postponing games this weekend, I mean, there's always that opportunity to add a week 18 because in this COVID-19 year I don't really see a necessary reason to play a Pro Bowl so that gives you an extra week Yep. plus it would give the networks another week of you know game time my only fear is that 
this ends up being a game like Minnesota Houston, who are both zero and three now. Not to uh, give any hints about what's about to come up, but you can see a situation where Week 18 turns into a Week Four preseason game at the end of the year because they got nothing to play for. Yeah, and if you reschedule, just the way the schedule works out. If you reschedule Minnesota Houston over this or Tennessee, whoever Tennessee's playing, uh, that is probably the only time you can reschedule a game unless it breaks down. Because then what if next week Tennessee needs to get rescheduled as well? Well, so you've now pushed Tennessee to week 18. There's no week 19. So I think to reschedule a game, it's going to have to be entire teams completely out. You can't. If if they reschedule Tennessee here in week four, that's uh, it's not the end of the season, but it's a pretty uh, pretty bad sign for being able to complete a full NFL season. Elijah, I would like you to explain to the listeners how much you adore the young John Gruden. I hate John Gruden, and I hate John Gruden because he continues to be a stupid, entitled, old-school, quote-unquote, baby boomer. I, 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 it, it's driving me insane. He finally wore a mask this week, but throughout the game, somehow the mask kept getting smaller and smaller and more and more off of his face until it looked like he was wearing a certain uh, lady's undergarment that rhymes with Wong uh, on his face. It didn't cover his mouth. It didn't cover his nose. He's standing there like an idiot with just a strap of lace across his nose. Uh, Still with the same old, (laughs) old school bullshit. I'm just trying to do my job as a coach. It's hard. There are doctors that wear masks. There are now teachers that wear masks. My son wears a mask to first grade. You are you're standing on the sideline of a game for three hours and you can't keep a little fabric over your face because it's so intense and you're so fucking old school about it no one fucking (laughs) cares or believes you 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 entitled you entitled asshole that's how i feel so glad we went down that rabbit hole (laughs) oh (laughs) Uh, that was a good one proud of you thank you you know what um i'm not proud of is uh you know what i'm not proud of that's the atlanta falcons (laughs) dude two straight weeks they blow what a 20 point lead each week fire dan quinn into the sun right now see ya Hey, I'm Dan Quinn, and this is me getting fired. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, there's some stat, like, since, like, 1992, there's been no team that's blown a double-digit lead in the fourth, or 20-point lead in the fourth quarter, and Atlanta has done it in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> to Detroit, right? Uh, They didn't play Detroit this week, did they? No, no, they played the was, Bears. Cause it was the Bears this week, but I think it was Detroit the week before. No, it was the Cowboys because it was the onside kick. Ah, okay. Yeah, how about uh, your new starting quarterback in Chicago? Big Dick Nick. Comes in and saves the day. Looks like the Trubisky era is over. Did you see some of those throws he made? They were those 
type of throws where you're like, don't throw it, don't throw it, throw Oh, good throw. <laughs> Typical Nick Foles throw. I'm going to put it up there, and he's either going to catch it or they're going to catch it. I'm not. I'm I'm not he's going to catch it. I'm not familiar with the name Nick Foles, was it? Is he new? He's the one that put up 41 points on the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. It doesn't sound familiar. <clears throat> you want Philly Philly? <laughs> oh, yeah, he caught a touchdown in that Super Bowl, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. Big Knowles? What is <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte? What? I didn't even know he played football. What if Nick Nolte and Gary Busey had a kid? That'd be an ugly it. kid with some wild hair. <laughs> <laughs> My teeth aren't that big, Sean. Thanks, though. <laughs> I'd be more like if Zach Braff and someone that did a bunch of meth had a kid. <laughs> like that. Don't do drugs, kids. Who's that Britney girl that died? <laughs> Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Yep. Good call, Steve. Oh, man. All right. Anything else before we get to the Eagles? I'm 3-0 and in the Fantasy Football Podcast League. I'm 3-0 and in the Work League, the only guy still undefeated. I'm also the only one undefeated D- in the Podcast League. Despite being the fifth lowest scoring team in the league. <laughs> Don't you love technicalities? Yep. I we love technicalities. Hey, wait till you get to the playoffs. Playoffs? I think I'm 0-3. So, <laughs> I'm screwed, blue, and tattooed, and on my way out. The Eagles, also on their way out, after bungling the bungles. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? A fuck? Fucking tie. They tied the Bengals. It can't possibly get any worse. My Philadelphia Eagles did not even have the decency to lose. I would rather be whining because they lost to the Bengals. But no, they tied. They played an extra quarter of football and still couldn't get the job done. 2020 sucks. Fucking tie, dude. How many times have we bitched on this podcast about fucking ties and doing away with the overtime system? Rewriting those rules, folks. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is a professional sport. There should not be a tie. Baseball will play 146 innings if it takes that long. Quidditch plays for multiple days. Yeah, sometimes if the seeker can't find the snitch, like, dude, forever, be months. You got two bad seekers. That game goes on. So that's the thing I always wondered about that game. Like, what if you got a couple seekers on a on like a bad day or week, and you got a snitch that's just like young and like ready to shine? And it's like, well, we got to cancel classes this week. Why is that? Oh, because uh, Slytherin's been playing Hufflepuff for fourteen days again. <laughs> And it's like, well, why can't the Seeker just catch the snitch? And McGonagall's there like, because it's a fucking Slytherin, that's why. <laughs> She's so fucking sassy. You give me some Minerva all day. I don't want to go back to talking about football. I want to talk about this the rest of the time. 
I don't know. I think me and Steve might be down for that idea. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> this game was a shit show from the start. We got more injuries because why not? Avante Maddox out. Dallas Goddard out. Darius Slay looked like he broke his fucking arm. It was disgusting. Oh, it was so bad. And then he goes into the locker room and then he comes back like 10 minutes later like, shake it off the old chicken wing shake. Yeah, that was so bad. That's one of those I couldn't I couldn't watch. And then, of course, Jason Peters got hurt because <sighs> Carson was up and down and it was not fun to watch. That offense is a mess. I was all excited. All offseason, all the speed. You know, I kept saying it, all the speed, all the speed. And yet they can't concoct any sort of an offense to get guys open, to find any sort of a rhythm. There's no identity. The only bright spot on offense has been Miles Sanders, again. But when you watch, like, I don't know if you guys feel this way when you watch the Eagles, but I do. I honestly don't know what I'm watching from series to series. But I think the thing in this game that really pissed me off was the fact that, first of all, the Eagles were trailing in the fourth quarter. But Carson led them down to uh, on a fourth quarter comeback drive to force overtime. And then in overtime, he led them into field goal range to win it, you know, potential game-winning field goal. But a holding penalty pushes them back out of range. Carson Wentz says, guys, come on. Pushes them back in field goal range. 19 seconds left on the friggin' clock. 59-yard field goal. And a fucking offensive lineman. Ball starts. On a field goal try. What are you doing? So that pushed it to a 64-yarder. And instead of trying... We're attempting, you know, obviously it's not a high percentage kick, but there's 19 seconds left on the clock. Doug chooses not to attempt the 64-yard field goal. Jake Elliott hit a 61-yarder in 2017. It was a walk-off against the Giants that sparked a Super Bowl run. He has a chance. Just set it up again. Doug elects to punt. You, he with literally said, I'm okay with a tie. Yeah. If the Eagles are 2-0 and at this point, if the Eagles are even 1-1, and and he does that, to me, it, it's not insane. You know, 2-0-1, and 1-1-1, that's fine. You're 0-2. Your season is close to falling off a cliff. You have a very good kicker. I'd, I'd put Jake Elliott top five in the league. He's a good kicker. Uh, and to not even give him a shot at it, to spring your team back to maybe one and two, maybe light something under them, to just fold up and say, you know what, guys? The Bengals, they can't beat us, but we we also can't beat them. Uh, <laughs> let's head on home. It, to me, I, maybe in the, uh, I'm sure it's the smart thing in the annals of the coaching halls, but it seemed like kind of a 
a real Hufflepuff move, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> for a guy that's been revered for, you know, his gutsy play calling and the things that he does and the chances he takes to not attempt it, I mean, come on. Like, if, if Jake Elliott attempts that and misses and somehow in those final, you know, whatever, 12, 13 seconds there might be remaining in the game, the Bengals find a way to beat you, guess what? You still weren't good enough to win the game. So I, I, don't, I don't understand why you don't at least try to win in that situation. You play to win the game. Yes, you do. We gotta edit that video with Peterson said on it. So you play to tie the game. Well, at least your team had the decency to lose, Steve. <clears throat> yeah, they did. Uh, as I mentioned, the Minnesota Vikings are now zero and three, wheeling and dealing, staring down the barrel of an zero and four. So before you get into your whole thing, because I'm sure you're mad and you're gonna yell. What do you, and I'm not being sarcastic or a dick, what do you want them to do? Because they're 0-3, the season looks pretty fucked. They're playing, a, they're underdogs in this next game. Do you want them to sell and possibly like, and I'm not saying tank for Trevor because, you know, you've got Kirk Cousins. You like that? And uh, <laughs> so there could be other players. But are you done on the year or are you hoping for a resurgence? I mean, the likelihood that you make the playoffs at this point is very slim, but you still got to go out there. I mean, they've got a very, very young team uh, for the most part, and a lot of those guys are going to, you know, have some growing pains through the rest of this year. And, I mean, in this game specifically, to see Justin Jefferson go off the way he did, like, made me real. I was like, like this was the hype I was about him when they drafted him. Yeah, bald And then to out. finally see it, you know, happen makes a you know had that huge touchdown catch. What was it seventy-one yards? Um, and just blow by everybody. <laughs> like that was pretty incredible to watch. But seven receptions, one hundred and seventy-five yards, and a touchdown in the game. That's that's the type of you know the Diggs numbers we were used to. It was Diggs. It was Thielen. One of those guys was putting up numbers like that. Um, so now to see somebody else finally step up against a team like. Tennessee, who the defense is pretty darn good. Um, it, just really nice to see. Again, you were in a game. I mean, honestly, they were, what, up two touchdowns in the third quarter. And I'm thinking, all right, here we go. We finally get a win on the board. And then both the offense and defense uh, let each other down. You know, you're in, in this game. Finally get Dalvin Cook a little work, too. How about that? 22 carries, 181 yards, and a touchdown. Not bad at all. Now, Kirk Cousins needs to clean it up. <laughs> because you're in that position. You're up two touchdowns. You can't be having silly turnovers. Um, the defense, again, like I just said, let the team down. You're up 12 to 24 in the third quarter. You have a chance, you know, to kind of ice this game away after that Justin Jefferson touchdown. Come out, make a stop. Nope. Tennessee drives the ball down the field, down your throat, in eight plays for 75 yards. 
Took them a little over four minutes to bring it into a five-point uh, game. And then Minnesota goes three and out. Awesome. Give them the ball right back. And what do they do? They score a touchdown in three plays. 65 yards in three plays. Now you're losing. Good, right? So you need an answer. And what's the answer? A nice long 10-play drive. Eat up six minutes off the clock. Now you're up. 30 to 25, and of course, you have to go for two in this situation. Can't get it done. That was a big-time bummer for me. But that, uh, that touchdown that left him up, uh, 30 to 25, that one-handed snag by Kyle Rudolph, man, that was, that was fucking money. It was fake. It was video game footage for a real game. <laughs> And so, again, you're calling on the defense, try and stop them. And they held them to a field goal, did a good job. You still have a two-point lead. You know, there's, like, what, six and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. You're getting the ball back. You have an opportunity to, again, have one of those nice long drives, eat up six minutes, maybe kick a field goal, ice the game, or just pin them deep. And, nope, five plays. See you, bye. Can't get anything done. I mean, it was just, it's terrible. Like, you give up a sack, you have a penalty in that drive, and you just completely shoot yourself in the foot. You give yourself no opportunity to move the ball, to eat any clock. Get the ball right back to Tennessee. They go down, kick a field goal. Kudos, Steven Goskowski. Took the socks off. Yeah. And then again... You're going to once again get the ball back. Just under two minutes. You're running the two-minute offense. And it was the shittiest two-minute offense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they look... That was an utter disaster, that final drive. Like, if <laughs> if anything can tell you about the Minnesota Vikings season so far, just watch that final drive of this game. And that's been their season in a nutshell. Um, you know, you get a penalty on the first play on the defense... For roughing the passer, so you're in great shape. Incomplete pass. Then Cousins fumbles the ball, so you just lost all the yards you gained by that penalty. Another incomplete pass, and then, of course, Cousins throws the interception uh, to end the game. So, yeah, I'd like to, I would like just for once them to, one side or the other, just, you gotta, somebody's gotta carry the game. Like, they finally scored, you know, some decent points, have themselves in, in position to win. And the defense kind of stinks it up again. I don't know, you know, what, what are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing to do at this point. You just, I mean, you are what you are, I guess. And until, uh, you know, light bulbs flash in somebody's head, this is, again, games we're going to continue to watch. The average teams you're going to be close with. You hope maybe if there's a couple bad teams down the line here that they're going to play, who you uh, you might be able to win those games. But the elite teams that are on your schedule this year probably going to be blowing your doors off. Pretty handily. Because I've seen a lot of – I've seen a lot of the uh, – you know, the Vikings hate on Twitter <laughs> talking about, oh, 
tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor. And I saw a great uh, response to it. Some guy was like, yeah, he's like, absolutely. The Vikings should tank for Trevor if they can turn him into a successful interior offensive lineman. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Got him. And now on to a team that doesn't suck. Yes. Let's talk about the Raiders. Hold on. I'm just filling in the last jokes for my little segment I just thought of. All right. Way better when you don't tell us your jokes are coming. <laughs> Hold on. Just You just wait. You just wait. All right. So, yeah. Uh, John Gruden, great guy. Love him. Great coach. Fantastic. Uh Going into the game, I was nervous. Raiders have been playing well. Um, Patriots faced a very good Seahawks team and gave them a run, but we thought we'd see how it went. To start the game, it was. Uh, did you, did either of you view it at all? It was a yes. very mm-hmm. ugly start to that game uh, for both teams. Just back and forth, penalties, uh, three and outs. Patriots had, I think, three three and outs to start. The Raiders should have been up very early in the game it should have been like uh, super sloppy like they missed a field goal it should have been like ireland uh bulgaria at the quidditch world cup so when ireland comes out they just stick it to him and then crumb catches the snitch because he knew he couldn't win that's what it should have been like but the patriots hung around they stuck in it and the entire game it seemed like no one wanted particularly to win Cam had his first really bad interception on a, a scramble that just was nowhere near the receiver, and I forget the Oakland, uh, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raider that caught it, but he took it the other way pretty easily. Um, he bounced back from that. Uh, nearly headless Nick Foles finally started to make some field goals. Uh, he had had a couple weeks where he had struggled, but he finally got it. Uh, three for three. To be fair, the longest was 33 yards. So I think the Patriots are kind of in either college or high school field goal kicker mode where if it's not close, like a chip, we're not going to try it until... Did you call Nick Folk Nick Foles? Yeah, yeah nearly headless Nick Folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sony Michelle, over 100 yards for once, 119. And he averaged like 11 yards a carry, which is crazy to me. But they gave J.J. Taylor, the rookie, 11 carries. And he only gained like 39 yards. So they've clearly lost uh, faith in Michelle. But last week he pounded it out. Um, Rex Burkhead with three touchdowns. Didn't gain a lot of yards. Just seemed to slither into the end zone. That was pretty good. Uh, Let's see. Oh, we all guessed our rookies, our top rated rookies. Uh, According to Pro Football Focus, the best rookie in the NFL this year so far has been Michael Ono Wainu, the six-round draft pick guard for the Patriots. Now it's way easier to be rated well as a guard than other skill positions, I think. But apparently he's pretty good. Um, and yeah, it didn't seem like either team played particularly well. The Patriots have uh, a winning record, which I love, but... Seemed like a sloppy game in the end when the uh, slughorn sounded. Patriots had more points and they won the game. <laughs> yeah, a uh, big surprise. I, I mean, 
the Patriots continue to make me do, oh, all right, all right, yeah, okay, I was wrong. But we'll see what uh, continues to happen down the line. I think the uh, Raiders definitely got caught with their pants down. Got a little too much of the ah, knees, knees, head thing that they were doing in the locker room after that oh, Monday night win. Down. It's more like it. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, Patriots fucking ran the ball like crazy. I think something we're going to have to be talking about when we uh, preview next week's game. What time is it? Time for lunch. It's the winter ball at Hogwarts. <clears throat> Steve. Oh, that's what time it is. It's all Jesus time? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought we were doing a bubble guppies bit. Studs and duds, studs and duds, it's all time for studs and duds. Studs and duds, week three of the NFL. Let's get study, let's get duddy, let's kick it off from my buddy who's muddy. Soup, hit me with them studs, stud. Uh, my first stud was Alvin Kamara. Had 58 rushing yards, but... Had 139 receiving yards and two touchdowns in that Sunday night game against Green Bay. The Saints still lost, but this kid just fucking does it all. Uh, my number one stud was Patrice Mahomes. Uh, they went in, they beat the Ravens, they beat them handily, and he looked really good doing it. Well, hold on, let me be fair. He looked good at playing football doing it. He still looks like a Muppet. And he's an expecting father. <clears throat> All right, my first stud is trending on Twitter. Let Russ cook. It's Russell Wilson, <clears throat> who I think is a front runner for MVP right now. Sorry, Pat. Trick. But 313 uh, passing yards, five touchdowns, 36.8 fantasy. Do you think he'll call his next kid? Most valuable, or most, or MV, or... Most. Or, like, player. Play on player. Uh, my second stud, Steven Goskowski. Puts up six field goals against the Minnesota Vikings. And they weren't easy ones, either. 51, 54, 55... Those are uh, pretty staggering kicks to help you uh, win a game. So I know Elijah had him as a dud week one. That's, but I think he's coming coming into season, you know, mid-season form he right was now. A dud. That's why I had that. My number two oh. is Sexy Rex Burkhead. He's not overly good at football, but he scored three touchdowns. And anyone that does that with his uh, level of talent is a stud to me. I am going to build off of my first stud because the next stud was the highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy football this week, and that was Tyler Lockett with his nine catches, 100 yards, and three, count them, one, two, three, three touchdowns. 37 fantasy points, guys. Good stuff, right, Maroki? Elijah, why don't you start us off with a dud, dud, dud. City of New York. They never win football games. (laughs) <laughs> just like that uh, two zero and three teams none of the games are particularly close 
city of New York's a dud. Well, my first dud. And hit the sound effect for scumbag alert. Tristan Hill of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you guys see what he did? Yes. Uh, It was, I believe, called an alligator death roll. Yes. On the ground, he grabbed a hold of Chris Carson's ankle and forcibly just rolled over with the ankle, like pressed to his chest. Chris Carson was carted off the field and has some sort of serious ankle injury, so. He's only going to miss two weeks. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything in 2020. Going to end up breaking that thing. But the whole point of this was that was just a dick move, and I don't care if he had a good game or a bad game or he's a great player. It's a douchebag move, and I don't like it, and it makes you. All right. Uh, my first dud. Garbage Minshew. Look at that. Coming right back down to where he belongs. Just uh, put up a real shit salad of a game there on Thursday night against the Dolphins. I mean, you just you can't can't win with this guy. Can't win with this guy. Why don't you go ahead and hit us with another Dudley. Studly. My number two dud is Sam Darnold because he's still not shown anything really to be good at football. And he plays in New York City and they're the number one dud. So by uh, the transitive power, he is number two dud. My number two is Jeffrey Driscoll. Gets forced into the starting position uh, because of the injury. To Drew Locke, stinks up the joint, is now being replaced by Sean's boy, Brett Rippon. Boys, he's safe. Boys, he's safe. My last dud is going to take you on a journey of emotions. Because my last dud is Dan Quinn. And I will ask you two fine gentlemen, do you know why Dan Quinn is a dud? He fought in the potato salad at the picnic. He threw three straight times to use up four seconds when he was winning the game. Because he allowed the one quarterback in the world I thought I was rid of to mount a comeback. And all of a sudden, guess what I'm hearing? Oh, the Eagles should have kept Foles and traded Wet. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I thought we were fucking done with this. Can't take it. Uh, honorable dud mention to the Tennessee Titans for uh, bringing COVID into this NFL season. I hate you forever. Yes, that was not cool of you, Tennessee Titans. Although we will not take it out on your fans, who we know to be good people. At least one of them. Talking about Mr. Breton. Yeah, you, Mr. Breton. Yeah, I see you with those puppy dog eyes. <laughs> stiggity, 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 studs and duds. Hey, guys, let's throw a new segment out there for all the wonderful people who listen to us. You are the greatest 12 people on earth. 
going to do a new segment going forward. And it's just one play from the week that really stood out to us. And I'll kick it off here because I don't know if you guys watched that Saints game. Although they did lose. It was a very entertaining game. But Alvin Kamara had a 52-yard catch and run where he made six people miss. This play was so electric. Like, after the play finished, they're sh- obviously on TV, they're showing the replay. But then they cut to the sidelines, and both teams' players are watching the play again on the big screen, and they're all like, holy fuck, how did he do that? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Kamara's like second in the league since he has entered the league in, uh, you know, either missed tackles or broken tackles while receiving the football, which for a running back, you'd think that he'd be, you know, top of the league running the ball and doing that. But no, he's actually second in like sixth uh, running the ball. But yeah, that was a crazy play. And also he was one of my studs this week. My play of the week, though, was the first kickoff return of the season. Devin DuVernay, 93 yards for the uh, Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs. We finally got one. I really liked him for the Eagles, too, because he has all the speed. Yeah, that was nuts. He literally made one cut and then straight up the sideline gone. <laughs> he dropped a see a bye on him. See you, bye. Nyby style. Shout out to Nyby, who's probably not listening. Where the fuck is Nyby? Okay. Hello, all JPP listeners. Sean here interrupting for just a moment. Just want to let you guys know that at this point in the podcast, something very strange happened, and Elijah's microphone stopped recording. It stopped recording, but somehow we were still able to hear him through our video conference call. So for the rest of the pod, I'm just going to insert the video conference call audio. So the, the quality is going to go down a little bit, but I wanted you guys to be able to hear what Elijah says towards the end of this because it's Elijah. Thank you. What's a Nibi? <laughs> the knee-high nibble guy? The knee-high nibble guy. Wait, I recognize that name, don't I? You should. <laughs> I don't know if you ever met him. He's like a mythical did, creature. Did you? No, wait. Yeah, I think I did. Sure. All right, let's move <laughs> on. Uh, Eric Fisher was mine. He's a lineman that caught a touchdown. And I think that's pretty cool. It's like uh, at Hogwarts when Hagrid would cast a spell every once in a while. Like, they don't get to do it a lot. But when they do it, it's pretty cool to watch. And you probably shouldn't tell anybody about it. And you shouldn't. Like, let's just say, for example, uh, there's a lighthouse. You're on an island. There's this little piece of shit kid that's fat. And you give him a pigtail. Like, you don't, you don't tell anyone about it. But it's cool. And that's what Eric Fisher catching a touchdown was like. Giving so, fat kids pigtails. So Eric Fisher catching that touchdown was the first touchdown reception by a number one overall pick since Keyshawn Johnson. That is the most ridiculous stat I have ever heard. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Tells you a lot of, uh, you know, first overall picks aren't, you know, skill players. I mean, other than quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, right. tell that to Cedric Diggory. <laughs> He's of the week. Edward Cullen? 
Plays of the Week brought to you by our new sponsor, Elijah's Pants. <laughs> For more on Elijah's Pants, go to Elijah'sPants.com. Are they too tight? Are they too baggy? Maybe I'm just out of shape. Who knows? Elijah's Pants. Is he even wearing pants? Find out next on Elijah'sPants.com. To be honestly, I have not worn pants since March. <laughs> I haven't because I haven't been to work. I work from home. It's been hot out, so I've been wearing shorts. I have really no thrown more... a wrench in this Elijah's pants thing. <laughs> Shit. Don't tell the sponsors. Sponsors just called. They have dropped us. <laughs> oh, Moving no. <laughs> Week four in the NFL is supposed to take place. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the injury bowl that is taking place this weekend in <laughs> San Francisco, where the IR injury report list for both teams will be enough to field a roster itself. The Eagles are a seven-point dog against the Niners, and yeah, they're a seven-point underdog to a team with a backup quarterback. Hmm. We nice. must suck. I don't know what to look forward to in this game. I remember last week when we talked about going into the Bengals game, I just wanted to watch a game where they did something right for 60 minutes and came out with a win. Yeah, that didn't happen. Pardon my yawn. Ah. <laughs> uh. This team is putting me to sleep. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. I just want good things to happen. And, you know, half the team is not going to play. Like Goddard's out. Avante Maddox is out. Somebody else is out. Deshaun. Yeah, he's kind of important. They literally just signed Hakeem Butler off the Panthers practice squad. So there's that. Apparently he, you know, he was a wide receiver with Arizona. I think he was like an odd man out this past offseason, but he signed to Carolina's practice squad and the Eagles went and poached him and told him he's going to convert to tight end. So we'll see how that works four weeks into the season. You gotta play a position you've never played. Go get him. Attaboy. Go Tigers. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this game. Am I going to be surprised if they win? Not really, because San Francisco is beat up. But am I going to be surprised if they lose? Hell no. Unless they can fix that. If they tie again, I would be surprised if they tie again. (laughs) Although seem improbable. I was listening to Bleeding Green Nation's podcast last week before the game, and uh, Brandon Lee Gouton from BGN literally predicted a tie in his pick'em. Did he really? Yeah. He predicted they would tie, and they literally tied. Thank you, Rob Lowe. So, let's go to a game that might not happen. Steve, your Vikings are... Going to Houston to play the Houston Texans. Both teams 0-3 like everyone predicted. 
Yes, the Owen Three Bowl. It's actually one of two Owen Three Bowls this week. Because Thursday night, the Broncos will be playing the Jets. Uh, a quarter of the league still does not have a win. So all hope is not lost yet. Thanks to the Eagles and Bengals, you can no longer say one team has to lose because apparently both teams can lose. It's a half loss. <laughs> um, I, this, I mean, if this game takes place... Listen, you're you're playing against a team that hasn't been playing very well at all. And you just probably played your best game of the season. So, I mean, when it it boils down to it, as much as Bill O'Brien wants to sit there and claim, oh, yeah, well, we had to trade DeAndre Hopkins, we had to do it, blah, blah, blah. Listen, your team is scoring 19 points a game. That's not going to win a lot of football games when your defense is allowing almost 32. They haven't been good on either side of the ball. Neither of the Vikings, but <laughs> uh, them scoring 25 points a game, but allowing 34. Yikes. Um, but, you know, both of these defenses give up a lot of points, so I would imagine you're going to see a pretty high-scoring game unless, uh, you know, one team really chokes on their own fist or something like that. I mean, uh, honestly, I don't know what to expect anymore from this team because just when I think they're absolutely terrible, they look decent, still lose a close game. So and get your hopes up. Oh yeah, it's all. All I really want to see, all I want for Christmas is one Minnesota Vikings win this year. And why not go down to Houston? <laughs> just one. And go ahead and grab it. <laughs> At least one. Like, can't go 0 and 16. We don't want to be those guys, you know. Those guys are over in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But uh, Houston Texans have given up 188 rushing yards per game this year. So if you can get Dalvin Cook going early, it's going to open up everything in your offense, and you can start trying you know, get these receivers involved and boost their confidence a little bit. I mean, Jefferson's coming off you know, his – Rookie breakout game, first time putting up big numbers. Um, so hopefully he's hungry to do that again and can burn these guys in the secondary for Houston. They're only giving up 217 passing yards a game, but it's probably because it's really easy to run the ball against them. Uh, but yeah, with both of these defenses allowing over 400 yards a game, all right, let's let's see an offensive battle here. We'll run up the scoreboard. Give our fans something to be excited about. Then probably the game of the week, the New England Patriots at the defending Super Bowl champions. The Patriots take on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite currently. Girlfriend? Girlfriend. If I was a, a gambling person that put money on things... I would take uh, the Chiefs to cover the spread, honestly. I don't think the Patriots have the firepower to hold up or the defense to hold down. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So it is a this is an absolute check game for the Patriots. Wh- where are you currently? You held in against a very good Seattle team. Two weeks later, you have to go see... Patrice. So if they hold 
it close. If they play well, if it's a seven point game, if it's within a score, if they if they show themselves well, I think it's a victory. At some point, people are going to start saying like, How you many only more? get one moral victory a year, which is bullshit. It's wrong. It's incorrect. That means you have to go 15 and one to feel good about yourself. Fuck off. No, you can have as many moral victories as it takes to get you to the playoffs. Like it doesn't matter. So, so the Ravens should shut it down because they because they lost. No, it's fine. So if they play uh, the Chiefs well, if it's uh, within a score or even a game uh, at all, I think it's fine. You go to two and two. I honestly, I do not think they win the game. I don't think they have the horses to do it right now. Who knows what happens? Maybe they somehow make the playoffs and Patrice gets COVID, or maybe I don't know his. Uh, Wife eats his face off. I I don't know. She looks like the type. I you can't tell in week four, but it can't be a disgusting blowout. So that's my that's my opinion. I welcome yours. I'm Fred Dutter. <laughs> Big Fred head over there. Uh, I think the if anybody has the you know the the brain power to find a way to beat Kansas City, it's Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, if they win the game, it will have been because of a game plan. And I almost feel like this last game, when you saw the success they had running the ball, felt like it was a warm-up for this game. That That's the only way that it will be a shortened game where yep. there's just fewer chances for Patrice to sling it around. Uh, whether it's Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, uh, or uh, Taylor... I don't know. Or maybe it's all of them. Maybe they all get 15 carries. Wouldn't be surprised at all. And, the uh, you know, take the under or maybe the over with Bill Belichick. Who fucking knows? <laughs> and, I've been uh, watching this team for 20 years. I still have no idea. It's why there are no Patriots on my fantasy football team ever. Here's the like other good thing that the Patriots have going for them. They're not playing Patrick Mahomes in September. His win last night made it's him early October though. I know, but his win last night made him 10 and 0 in his career in September. 32 passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's ridiculous. Warm weather quarterback. I've always said that about him. How did he win the Super Bowl last year? Uh, in a dome. <laughs> in Miami. Still had to play home game, home games in the playoffs. Yeah, I made it up. <laughs> hey hey ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of magical occasions i need you to remember what something. i don't know just go with it uh i don't know fuck me all up. anyways don't be racist register to vote if you're not registered if you are registered vote and also come on our podcast and be like, yo, guys, I like you. And we'll say, hey, we like you, too. What's your favorite team? Then we'll talk all about your team for like 60 minutes if you want. Don't even matter. Hit us up, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, jointpracticespod, Twitter at jointpracticespod. We're on kick spitter spatter. It's a new app I just invented. <laughs> and Steve is going to get a TikTok. Built it on Zooty. 
Yeah, so whether you're listening to Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Blueberry, you know the routine. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Share with your friends. And don't and forget. If you write a review, I'll make Steve read it in his Sean Connery voice. Ah. Rough, just the way your mother likes it, Trebek. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget. the word sit. Yeah. Sean Connery told his wife to sit on his face once. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Like Sean said, register to vote. Be kind to your fellow human. And make sure Tweet to. Tweet us. Sorry. My bad. I cut you off. Tweet us. Often. At joint practices. At 11 the goat. At the knock says. At wrong Elijah. Send us a tweet. The hashtag this week is hashtag I will vote because we're taking this seriously. Uh, let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear more from you. But we're taking it seriously. That was not as enjoyable as the Clamor Slammer last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get all serious this week. Yeah. Jeez. But still, register and vote. Please and thank you and Skull Vikings. Fly goes fly, baby. Hufflepuff power! <laughs> Sweet. <laughs>